Lays it into Trey. Two seconds wide. Trey Slaughter. Everything regarding the Atlanta Hawks. I'm your host, Brad Harden, recording live from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm recording this right after the Hawks took care of the first game of the week. We talked at the beginning of the week. We have to take it one game at a time. We took on the Indiana Pacers tonight, got the dub, won 132-123. More points than I would like to give up to a Pacers team that were extremely undermanned, but a win is a win. It is now on to the Oklahoma City Thunder, who will be undermanned as well. We take them on on Wednesday, and then we'll have a back-to-back as the Hawks will fly from OKC to Atlanta to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers in a makeup game. And right now, Cleveland Cavaliers, as it stands, are seventh in the Eastern Conference, so they're in the Highest playing spot right now, and the Hawks are four games behind them. It's going to be tough to catch them at seven. I'm going to go ahead and say we're not going to, but with the win tonight, the Hawks finally climb over the 500 mark. They are now 38-37. They're a half game behind Charlotte in the East for nine. So if the season ended today, they would take on the Charlotte Hornets in a 9-10 matchup. The Hawks are one game behind Brooklyn at eight, which they take on Brooklyn this weekend. Saturday, to be specific, they take them on Saturday. And as I mentioned before, they take on Cleveland on Thursday. So they're going to take on the seventh and eighth seed teams in the Eastern Conference right now this week. But as I said before, the Hawks have to take it a game at a time. They cannot get ahead of themselves, and they took care of business tonight. So when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about the momentum that seems to be building for the Hawks, carrying over from their win over the Golden State Warriors the other night. And don't look now, as hard as people are on the Atlanta Hawks because of how down they were this year compared to expectations. According to Mike Conti from 92.9 FM here in Atlanta, the Hawks have now won seven of their last 10 games, nine of their last 14, and 12 of their last 20 games. So certainly building some momentum. I talk about how they're in, consistently inconsistent, but they have been more consistent than I have given them credit and fans have given them credit for. But we want more. We expect more, especially after the success they had Last year, getting to the Eastern Conference Finals to find themselves now 10th in spitting distance of 8 and 9, being at the 10th seed right now for the Hawks. But we expected top 6. We're not there, so it is what it is. And we're probably not going to get 7. So it's about jockeying for position at this point, taking it a game at a time, taking care of business tonight, taking care of business against the Thunder, and then looking forward to... The two games that are going to be big games. 
home games against Cleveland and Brooklyn. So we'll recap tonight and look ahead. As I said at the top of the program, Hawks win, Hawks win. Hawks are now above 500 for the first time since December 16th. It's been a long, long time coming. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. And they shouldn't have left us with a sub-500 team, but they have. And now they're building momentum, as I said before the break. This is what they need to do going into the play-in because it's about who is hot, who is playing the best down the stretch. Again, we're going to continue to obviously look at the teams 7-10 to 10, because those are the teams we're going to have to go through to get to the playoffs. Cleveland, who we take on Thursday, 4-6 and six in the last 10 games. They won tonight, but certainly going the opposite direction. Brooklyn, Charlotte, and the Hawks are all 7-3 and three in the last 10 games. So they're all trending in the right direction. Brooklyn and Charlotte have recently lost their recent games. So they're on a one-game losing streak, each of them, respectively. And the Hawks on a two-game winning streak with a chance to move it to three, taking on the Oklahoma City Thunder on Wednesday. And on the road, I know the Hawks are not as great on the road, but I expect them to take care of business that game. Because when you look at the Thunder, I mean, Giddy is now shut down for the season. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is going to be shut down for the season now as well. So it's a lot of players that are going to be missing for the Thunder when they take on the Hawks. And they take on the Blazers tonight on the road up in Portland. And as I said, it's a long long injury report. Uh, Kendrick Williams is out. Shea Gilgis-Alexander is out. I mentioned Giddy already. Uh, Baisley is out for this game. Derek Favors is out for this game. And Trey Mann was a late scratch for tonight's game for the Thunder. So looking ahead to Wednesday night, it should be a game like tonight. The Thunder are going to play hard. They're going to give effort. But it should be a game that we should take care of. Move to two games above 500 before coming back against a tough Cleveland team, which, which I am very anxious to see that game. I am. I am. I'm ready to see the Hawks compete. These, I mean, the Pacers and the Thunder, it is what it is. They're both playing for a top six pick right now. They're not playing for what the Hawks are playing for, what the Cavaliers are playing for, what the Nets are playing for. We're going to play some not desperate teams, but teams that are in flight or fight mode or fight or flight. <laughs> One or the other, you get the point. They're fighting for survival right now, fighting, jockeying for position. That's what the Hawks are doing. That's why we need to take each game extremely seriously. And the Hawks did come out with a bang tonight offensively, knocking down 10 three-pointers in the first quarter. They were hot. At one point, they were shooting 71% from three. And 71% from the floor, they were just on a roll. They put up 44 points on the Pacers in the first quarter. Pacers would win the second quarter by three. Hawks came out of the break one by one. And Pacers won the fourth quarter by three. But by then, it was too little too late. Hawks would win by nine tonight. Trey Young, even though he didn't score a lot of points, he was masterful tonight. He didn't shoot the ball well from the floor. But what he did... He did it early. He needed it often. Getting everybody involved and really got people in rhythm. He had eight assists by the end of the first quarter. He finished with 16 assists. 
Last two games, he's had 15-plus assists, so he's been on another level as far as distributing the ball. And again, he's he had 14 points tonight, 4 of 13 shooting, knocked down two threes. Capella was great tonight. They could not contain him in the paint. 22 points. He had a double-double by mid. By the end of the second quarter, he had a double-double, but he finished with 22 points, 15 rebounds, and 11 to 17 shooting. DeLon Wright got the start tonight as we had a lot of scratches. Gallo didn't play. Obviously, John Collins is out. DeAndre Hunter was a late scratch. So we were undermanned ourselves, but players stepped up, and boy, did they, and it was fun to watch. As I said, DeLon Wright, nine points in the starting role tonight, shot four or seven from the floor, one of three from three. TLC, people do not give TLC credit, and I get it. I 100% get it. He's not the best player, but what he does is he does play hard, and he has the ability to fill in when needed, and he filled in tonight. He played 30 minutes tonight, scored 13 points, 50% shooting from the floor, 50% from three tonight, knocked two out of four three-pointers to give you guys context, and Herter really balled out tonight, especially from behind the arc. Out of his eight field goal makes tonight, six of them were threes. He had six three-pointers, as I mentioned, 22 points, six assists, two rebounds. And you know me, I love when we feed Red Velvet. I do, because he has the ability to get to the rim, shoot the mid-range, and knock down a three. He could put the ball on the floor and create for others. As, I mean, I said tonight he had six assists, so... I love when we give Herter his just desserts. No pun intended, Red Velvet. No pun intended. But he can be an, an added element, a consistent element on this team in the scoring department when given opportunity. We've talked about it on this program. You know, the Hawks have a tendency to not feed the hot hand at times, especially when it gets down the stretch. Crunch time. People been hot. Sometimes they just do not get their opportunities. And, as I've talked to you guys here on the program, that's on Trey, that's on the coaching staff. They have to make that a priority. They made it a priority tonight. And then off the bench, Bogey, he had 12 points, I want to say midway through the third quarter. I looked at the box score as I was watching the game. He had 12 points, finished with 29 points, ended on a tear, 8 of 14 shooting from the floor, 5 of 7 from 3, added 5 rebounds. Bogey continues to play well. And if you look at his stats, I mean, player the Hawks players are playing very well down the stretch. I mean, I mean this is a team that has won 12 of their last 20 games. And it's behind Trey Young and Bogey, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, right now, Trey Young, the last eight games, is averaging 29.5 points, 11 assists, shooting 48% from the floor, 40% from three, averaging 1.6 steals per a game, and they're 5-3 and three in that record um, in that time period right there. Bogey, in the last five games, is averaging 25 a game off the bench, 50% shooting from the floor, almost 48% from three. I mean, Capella, the last seven games, he's been playing a lot better, 13 points per game, almost 11 rebounds, shooting almost 65% from the floor. And Jalen Johnson, who I know a lot of people may not like what I'm about to say, I have been fine with him being at College Park for most of the year, especially with the forwards we have. The Okongwus, obviously, when healthy, John Collins, Gallo. I mean, Herder, it's tough sledding to get minutes 
at the forward position for the Hawks? And why would you let Jalen Johnson just sit? If you're not going to get him in the game, and a lot of people have complained about him not getting minutes, and I get it. But if you're not going to get him in the game, let him be in College Park. Let him get minutes. Let him build his game and his confidence. And I think that has done wonders for him. Because he had a career high against Detroit the other day with 11 points. And he topped that career high with 12 points tonight. He was, you know, dunking everything at will, you know, pushing a break, playing a lot better on defense. And I liked what I've been seeing from Jalen Johnson. And it makes me excited for the future for him. I mean, if he continue to get better on the defensive end, if he can continue to find that three-point stroke, which we've seen him have those games in College Park. He was 0 for 1 from 3, but only, I mean, he was dominating around the rim. I mean, we didn't need him to necessarily fill it up from behind the three-point arc because the team did well from 3, which I'm going to mention here after this. But 6 is 8 shooting from the floor in 17 minutes. He played the same amount of minutes as Okongwu, which I'm excited to see them, you know, maybe share the floor. And they shared the floor tonight with obviously Okongo having five points, 50% shooting from the floor, uh, four rebounds and two assists. Lou Will added six off the bench. But I'm excited for the future when you mention Okongo, when you mention Jalen Johnson, obviously Trey Young is locked long term. We have heard her right now. The future is bright for the Hawks. We just wish that it was more of an immediate impact, especially this year with the expectations that we came into the season having now. Like I said, they built on the momentum from the Golden State win. They carried it over tonight. They started off hot and they could pretty much they pretty much had the game in control from there. Indiana threatened a couple times, especially in the second half, to make it an eight point game, nine point game. You may think that, you know, even undermanned Indiana may make a push because Halliburton was doing all he could to get them over the hump. He had twenty five points. 13 assists, 3 rebounds, 9 of 19 shooting from the floor, 4 of 9 from 3. Buddy Hill did all he could, 26 points, had 5 three-pointers, 10 of 15 shooting from the floor, 5 assists from Buddy Hill, and 4 rebounds. Sykes started at guard tonight, 16 points for him. And then the big man had 14, I cannot pronounce his name, so I apologize, uh, 14 points for him in the paint. And then Taylor and Stevenson were both in double digits. Jalen Johnson had nine off the bench. So Indiana gave up a fight. And you already, you already knew they were going to do that. This is a young, hungry team. They're trying to carve out you know, their role in the NBA minutes, whatnot, building for next year because they already you know, packed it in for this year. I mean, as I said, they scored 123 points tonight, which I did not like defensively. They, the Hawks could have been a lot better. But... We won, so that's that's all that matters. We have to. I would like to see a little bit better de- defensive intensity against the Thunder going into a matchup after that, obviously in the back to back versus Cleveland. And the best case scenario against Cleveland, I mean, sorry, against Oklahoma City, is that we dominate, get out to an early start, play sound defense, you know, snuff the life out of the Thunder. We can rest our starters to get ready for a physical. Tightly contested home matchup versus the Cleveland Cavaliers as a makeup from December. That is the best case scenario taking on the Thunder on Wednesday night. But back to this Pacers game, Hawks shot almost 55% from the floor, whereas the Pacers shot almost 52% from the floor. So as I said, 
they matched us statistically in a lot of categories outside of points. The Hawks shot very well from three-point range. Anytime they shoot north of 40%, it's going to give them an opportunity to win. They shot almost 49% from three, made 17 three-pointers tonight. The Pacers matched that, made 17 three-pointers uh, three tonight. Had one more attempt to drop down to 47%, but again, competing with the Hawks. They outshot the Hawks at the free-throw line, 89% for the Pacers, almost 81% for the Hawks. Well, the Hawks won the game, rebounding. They out-rebounded the Pacers. They don't out-rebound a lot of teams. It's usually Capella pulling his weight. Collins at times when he's in. Okongwu when he gets his minutes. But we usually get out-rebounded. We won the rebounding margin tonight and won an offensive glass, 13-8. That was a big stat for us. I loved the ball movement, 32-team assist for the Hawks. 16 of those for Trey Young, but I love... 16 assists outside of Trey Young for this Hawks team. Really moving the ball very well. That was evident tonight. 11 steals for the Hawks. 15 turnovers tonight, higher than usual. They usually average about 11, 12 turnovers. So above average, they forced 14 turnovers on the Pacers. So almost a wash. Fast break was a wash. Points in the paint, Hawks dominated. So rebounding was the key for tonight's game. That one stat that they really just... Did better than the Pacers and getting out to that lead and that start for the Hawks. That's what truly helped this team out. And I would be remiss to mention Trey Young. Biggest thing about obviously 14 points did not score a lot. Didn't shoot well from the floor. The 16 assist elite only two turnovers. And you know, Trey usually averages about three or four turnovers a game. Only have two turnovers with 16 assists. It may not be talked about as much. Tomorrow or even tonight, those recording, talking about the Hawks. But I was very impressed with that, how he controlled the game. He was the, and I put on a tweet, El Maestro. He was the maestro of the game. He had it in control. And as much as I love seeing the crazy outburst of points from Trey Young when he puts up 35 plus 40, 50 burger, the high assist game is the thing that I like the most about him. Because people always try to compare, you know, Trey Young to Steph Curry because of the the three point shot and how far behind the three point line he shoots. But the assist aspect and the control of the game when he gets in those modes, he's like a Chris Paul. And tonight he was more like Chris Paul, and that was the most impressive thing to me was that he was a true leader, getting everybody involved early, and that jump. In the first quarter, it's what led them to win the game. Now, again, I would like to see them play a little bit better on the defensive end, carry it over into Wednesday versus the Oklahoma City Thunder. That game will be an 8 o'clock Eastern time tip-off in OKC. Again, a chance to continue to move further north of 500. If we can get to 39 and 37, two games above 500. In that time period, the Mavericks... I'm sorry, the Cavaliers will have a back-to-back -back themselves. So they welcome the Dallas Mavericks on Wednesday night. Certainly going to be a tough contest and then fly down to Atlanta on Thursday. So there will be no advantage per for either team. I mean, if there is an advantage, it will be the Hawks because they do take on a Thunder team that they should take care of business with. The Mavericks are going to make it a tough contest for the Cavaliers, but that could prep them as far as intensity-wise for a game 
on the road against Atlanta on Thursday. So certainly I'm not going to give an advantage to us. We'll see what happens there. I'm looking at other teams in the Eastern Conference. As I mentioned tonight, the Hornets did play tonight. They lost to the Nuggets by four at home. The Cavaliers won tonight against the Magic 107-101. Even though the Raptors have climbed out of that seventh spot, they did win tonight in overtime over the Celtics at home. So that's a big win for them. The Nets, which I did not mention, we will see them later on this week. They take on the Pistons tomorrow night. So interesting to see what the standings are going into Wednesday. The Cavaliers can lose a game. The Hornets take on the Knicks on Wednesday. The Knicks are playing a much better basketball right now, even though they are out of the playoff race. I mean, for the most part, I mean, the Hawks have a several game lead on them, but they are on a four game winning streak. They have some momentum going on. And as I said, Charlotte did drop tonight's contest versus the Nuggets. So that's going to be a very interesting matchup on Wednesday. We're going to be scoreboard watching, standings watching down the stretch until it is all said and done. The pieces fall where they're supposed to. And then the playing tournament comes and again, the Hawks have to take it a game at a time. They took care of business tonight. Thank the Lord on the road against Indianapolis. Got to take care of business on Wednesday night against the Thunder. Then come home on a back-to-back. Same thing for Cleveland. They're going to have a back-to-back as well on that Thursday night. Going to be a tough, tightly contested battle. As I said before, no advantage given. I would say the Hawks may have a slight advantage because they're playing a lesser team, but Cleveland could have the advantage because they're playing a game with higher intensity the night before. But if the Hawks can get out to an early lead against the Thunder, take care of business, rest their starters. If their starters have fresher legs going into Thursday's game after the Cavaliers have a tough matchup against the Mavericks, things are going to look better for us. And then obviously we end the week versus the Nets here in Atlanta on NBA TV. Not much we can, not much to talk about there. We already know what it is. Those next two matchups, Cleveland, Nets, it is what it is. But we got to take care of business against the Thunder. I mean, this is a Hawks team that has lost the season series to the Pistons. So we certainly cannot overlook the Thunder. Now, we did take care of business against the Thunder when they came to Atlanta earlier in the season. But this is, I'm not, it's a different team because there are less players available in that retrospect. But Certainly a team that we should be able to handle. I mean, they're abysmal the last 10 games. They're 1-9 in the last 10 games. They have the second worst record in the Western Conference. And when you look at the overall landscape of like the bottom feeders, they have the, right now they are the third worst record-wise team in the NBA. Uh, Detroit and Houston are tied Record-wise, and then Orlando right now takes the cake with the worst record in the NBA. So we cannot take anybody for granted. We have to be ready, focused on getting stops, continue to get everybody involved. It's going to have to be a, a team effort. The team is going to continue to get healthier and healthier. Hopefully we can get Hunter back. Even if, they're, even if Hunter and Gallo are not 100% ready to go, Wednesday night, if we could have them for that second night of a back-to-back versus Cleveland, that's going to be more important. Get some rest on Friday night. Don't have to travel. And then welcome the Nets on Saturday. 
the Hawks, as I said, can build some momentum. If they can get through the next three games and even go two and one, if they go two and one to end the week and then go end up this week three and one, I'll take it. They'll still be a couple games over 500, still in a very, very interesting spot, vying for a higher seeding as far as play-in tournament goes. So, great win tonight. I would have liked to see a little bit better uh, effort on a defensive end, but the Pacers came to play. You know, players short, players getting some opportunities, people stepping up. They did what they had to do. Same thing for the Hawks with players out. They did that. Jalen Johnson, shout out. Okongwu is a consistent off-the-bench bogey. did his thing off the bench. You know, almost another 30-point performance off the bench for him. Trey Young really dishing the ball out. And Capella really dominating the glass tonight. He was a monster. They couldn't do anything with him. And then I can't forget Red Velvet, who might be the player of the game because of how he started off. He had three three-pointers, four three-pointers, I think, in the first quarter to really set things off. So Herter really started started things off with Trey Young getting everybody involved. Capella was the dominant force throughout the rest of the game. And then Bogey really cleaned things up down the stretch. So if we could continue to get everybody pulling on the rope like I tweeted out, the Hawks are going to be in a really good position to surprise some people come play in tournament time and maybe sneak into the playoffs and make things a little bit interesting. So really excited to see what happens there. And if you love what you heard today, Give us five stars. Give us a good review. Share it and tell everybody about the hottest new podcast covering the Atlanta Hawks. Share with fellow Hawks fans, NBA fans, basketball fans, Georgia sports fans. Does not matter. Put them on. Playoffs are looming. Playing is coming. And we ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. We are not playing around. I'm not slapping people like Will Smith. Y'all knew I was going to do that. You know I was going to do that. The only thing we slapping is that opportunity. That don't make no sense, but I tried to work it in. You know, you got to give me E for effort, but you want to continue to stay up to date on us here at Sports Ethos Hawks, then follow us on Twitter at Ethos Hawks. That is at Ethos Hawks. And then follow myself, Brad Jarrett, 6'7". That is Brad, J-A-R-R-E-T-T, 6'7". We'll catch you guys next time. Probably going to get you guys after that back-to-back, depending on how things go on Wednesday. If anything interesting happens, might be back on. If not, I want to wait to see how we handle that back-to-back, cover those back-to-back, and then lead into the big matchup on Saturday here in Atlanta versus the Nets. You guys take care. We'll catch you guys next time, and go Hawks.